0: This is a place, this is a place, this is a place, we want to talk about, this is a place. Welcome to this week's episode of This is a Place podcast. My name is Nate, and with me is a guy who wants to be addicted to roller skating and not crack. Brandon. If I roller skate today, I can go to college tomorrow. That's right. So head on over to wait, where can you roller skate nowadays? Classic skating. I mean, I think classic's really the only place left.
1: You can go to a skate park and roller skate.
0: We're outside. That's that's it. Really nice weather. It's weird to think that last week it was raining in January. And it melted all of our snow. Warm yesterday, it's warm today. Things think going to be warm all week. Just weird.
1: I know we usually do pleasantries at the beginning, but I feel we have a lot to talk about today. And this is just such an important topic. We just got to jump into it. Alright. Let's take the leap. Nate, when we started the podcast, I had a couple of bucket list items. F- Fundum was one of them. We did that. Mm-hmm. The Mayan. That was another one. And this is also very near the top. Hollywood Connection. Hollywood Connection was I'm probably more fondness for the fundome because I feel I missed out on some of my best years going there because it closed too soon. But for me, more of my fundome experience would actually be Hollywood Connection because I had it all through growing up.
0: That's true. I mean, we had the Fun Dome, Hollywood Connection, and Classic Skating all at once, right? And because I worked at Classic Skating, I feel like I was almost like being disloyal if I went to the other two locations. So I didn't go to the other two locations that often. Um... And unfortunately, my kids kind of discovered Hollywood Connection in the last couple of years they were open. Hmm. So they were very disappointed when they found out that it closed and is no longer around.
1: I'm still disappointed it's closed and not around.
0: But I'll tell you, I did visit Hollywood Connection quite a bit for the movie theater once I met my wife. Oh, really? Have I told you that story yet?
1: It sounds familiar, but you might have to Well, I'm going to
0: tell you anyways. um, So my wife worked at a credit union when we first got... Well, actually, when we were dating, when I met my wife, and then a few years into our marriage, worked at a credit union that would sell those discounted um, movie ticket vouchers to Carmike, which would be Hollywood Connection and the movie theater on 90th and Redwood, right? And... Every month, Carmike would give them a new batch of vouchers to sell, and they wanted them to get rid of the ones that they have from the prior month. And they were okay with them just giving them to the employees. So, like every month, my wife would get five to ten vouchers to go see movies at the Carmike, and they would expire like six months from the date you purchased them or or they were printed or whatever. Um, So we went to the movies like every weekend when we first were married to the point where you're like, we've seen every movie there. And then those vouchers just keep adding up and adding up to where we just have a whole whole bunch of them. One time I took like all my, at the time, brothers and sisters and their kids, there wasn't that many back then as there is now, to Hollywood Connection to see a movie and then you know me, I just don't like to waste things and I like a deal as well, right? So one night I had We've all like learned ten, this, at this point ten vouchers. had like 10 vouchers that were gonna expire. And we already got our tickets to go to the theater see the movie. And it would work for any movie, new or old, there, new release or not. So I had an idea to stand outside Hollywood Connection and scalp the tickets. So I think a movie ticket there was like seven fifty. So I was trying to sell my thing for like five bucks a ticket or even less and it was just so amazing how hard it was to sell these tickets because people thought I was trying to scam them but I'm like I go literally you're gonna walk in that door and pay an extra three dollars for your ticket or you can just buy it for me now like I'll even walk up with you to the ticket counter to make sure that the, the voucher works. but yeah so I scalped movie tickets outside of the movie theater just to make sure that I didn't let those tickets go to waste.
1: True entrepreneur
0: at heart. Yeah, I should have just given it away, but that's not an opportunity to make money. You know, you know how I go. I know how you are. You know how I do. You
1: do it to me all the time,
0: all your MLMs. So, all my MLMs, yeah.
1: <laughs> so you spent more of your time on the movie theater side.
0: Yeah, so I visited Holly Connection mostly for the, the movie theater. Did visit a few times for dates going, miniature golfing. I want to say just one time did I ever visit the skating rink. That was being disloyal, right? Classic. If I was going to go roller skating, I needed to go to classic skating. But I of course. went there once with my with my kids, just one time. So, But rid the rides before the roller coaster thing they had there. Um, I think I have did Laser Tag once or twice. And then they had a whole bunch of video games, kind of like the Fun Dome bit. Yeah, they had everything. Everything but bowling.
1: Yeah. Just about. I can still hear the sounds in my head because that place was loud. There was all sorts of noises and things going on. But you walk in... You had all the rides in the beginning. There was, like, the school bus, kind of like the the fire engine ride they have at Lagoon now.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's what actually, when I ride that at Lagoon, Hollywood Connection is where my mind goes, where yeah. memories go.
1: Next to that, you had the air balloons that you'd spin around on. I want to say they had some kind of a rocket type ride that might not be the case but they had a carousel in there and then some bumper cart things and and you mentioned the roller coaster the dragon roller coaster that they had and I think that was it for the rides but some good stuff a little bit of everything
0: And the restaurant, which I don't think I ever visited as well. But yeah, it? it was kinda a like 50 style like, yeah, restaurant. Yeah, diner, yeah.
1: Burgers and that kind of thing. Right. I always thought what was cool about it, it was right next to the skating rink, so you could go into the diner with your skates on, had an entrance on the side. Oh. so it made you really feel like it made it really feel that it was a 50s style diner with the roller skates or maybe That's... maybe, maybe I'm wrong about that maybe I'm just inventing that in my head
0: but there's no way to prove it now
1: I, I guess we could have asked our, our guest I just wish, wish we could go back to that time and have a place like that we could go to nowadays
0: grow and monetize your podcast ready to get started click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today i mean there's a few places out there i mean you got classic skating is really changed for being classic skating and just turned into a fun center yeah a little more um you got boondocks you got the rush complex but nobody has built the skating rink to go along with their their fun plugs yeah so i think that's kind of the the piece of the puzzle that makes it nostalgic for me going to places like that not having the roller skating rink i mean
1: i had one of my earlier well i was probably sixth grade or so i had a birthday party at Howard connection and a big part of it was going to the skating rink and Probably one of the first places I held the girl's hand was that Hollywood Connection. So how am I not going to love that place? You remember the, the mini golf? Did you ever do that?
0: I did mini golf a couple times. Like I said, I feel like it was always on a date. Um, miniature golf is fun for like five holes. And what? Pretty boring pretty quick. Really? I guess it depends who you're with, because I'm really competitive, and I felt like when I go on dates and stuff that nobody really cares. So after like the fifth hole, people just give up and start goofing off. So it's not that fun anymore. But
1: we have st- never gone mini golfing
0: together, obviously. Oh, we will though.
1: We got to go hit up a mini golf, of course. Of course, we do. I think that would be fun if we did. I I see your point though the co- the competition. I mean I guess the novelty of a mini golf wears off after a while if there's not that competition aspect of it. But for me I I love a good themed miniature golf course and I think Hollywood Connection had a really great one. There was the dinosaur section, uh deep sea section. My favorite was when you would hit it into the buildings. And it would create an earthquake. A very loud earthquake.
0: Huh. I don't remember that. Um, You could go hang out for a few hours, burn some energy, skating, playing laser tag, miniature golf, chasing the girls, and then to relax, wind down, you can watch a movie. Or play some video games. Or play some video games and
1: head home. They had a good arcade there. It was pretty big. It was the whole, they really did. whole upper floor. And they yeah, had the it's... laser tag in there too, but there were so many games. You you could have your whole day there.
0: Yeah, it's the only place that reminded me, or the only equivalent I would say is uh, the Fun Dome. Mm-hmm. As far as space, uh, what do you call it? square footage of video games. Right? Well, we were um, lucky enough to to track down the formal manager of Hollywood connection. And he was kind enough to take a few minutes out of his day and talk to us about what was like managing Hollywood connection and kind of go down that memory lane with him. Well, to start off, Jim, do you want to do a quick bio of who you are? Tell us where you grew up and what you've been doing your whole life.
2: Yeah, well, I I grew up in Salem, Oregon. I was born there in uh, in 1960. That's a long time ago, but my dad was the uh, owned a skating rink, and so I basically learned how to skate when I was one. I was proficient by the time I was two, and I had. Uh, was a rink rat, so I grew up helping him run the rink, handing out skates, whatever kids did in those days, probably violating every child labor law in the world. But we, uh, we had a skating rink, it was a family thing, and I learned how to do speed skating, artistic, and roller, and roller hockey. And in those days, there was no inlines. It was all done on quad skates. And um, we traveled around the country and uh, did that kind of as a fun activity.
0: So what brought you to Utah?
2: Well, my progression is in this. After being in Oregon until I was 20, I was pretty proficient in roller hockey. i made a national team and and uh, was playing on the national team, traveling around the world. And I moved to California to go to school. I, I first moved to Utah, then to California. I didn't stay long in Utah. I just missed hockey. But I went to Utah to run a skating rink down there, King Skate Country in Sacramento. Um, and uh, and then I was on this team. was really good, and we we uh, Played a few years there, won a nationals. And I from there um, played in a world championships in Italy where I was high scorer. And, and that got me some looks from professional leagues in Italy and Spain and Portugal. That's where the leagues are, kinda the ones that make the money. And it wasn't big money, but it was money, right? They pay for you to go over there and they give you room and some money. And you know, you live a, you live a, a poor man's sport, uh, hockey thing but you know I, I was single and it wasn't hooked up and so I I did that did that gig so I went over there after the world championships in Novara uh, Italy I went a year after that went over there and played for a city called Vercelli and spent um, two years there and then I went to two more clubs in Italy finished my uh, career there in Italy I did I did attend the Olympics in 1992 as part of the U.S. team I they, they uh, contacted me, so I played in that in 92. But in 94, I retired and then went to, uh, came here to Utah. I already knew I was gonna come here because two years before we had visited a friend. I had married a girl there my first year, donata my wife, still my wife, 35 years this year. And uh, so I went over to play hockey, but I got married. That's kind of how it went down. But uh, I, we moved here in 94 and I've been here ever since.
0: Great. And so how did you get um, hooked up with Hollywood Connection? First of all, <laughs> tell us what Hollywood Connection is, and then tell us how you started working there.
2: Hollywood Connections, other than roller hockey and my current hockey, it was the funnest job for me. And when I moved here, they were doing some fun centers. I was looking, and you know, my background is running skating rinks. I ran some in Oregon, I ran some in California. And so, I mean, I took a little siesta and did the fun hockey thing, but I was looking for entertainment. And so I was working at RC Willie and I worked there a few years, but there was like classic skating and there was, and I applied for classic and hired me. And then I kind of bumped around a little bit doing RC Willie stuff. And uh, in 2000, I uh, made a switch and in 2000 to something else, uh, outside sales. And in 2002, there was an opening at um, to run the skating rink at, at Hollywood Connection, which was a multi complex. Uh, one of the nicest fun centers in Utah. And it had a skating rink. uh, It had uh, merry-go-round rides and all sorts of bumper-call rides and uh, laser tag arena. Had a theater attached to it. So had a 16 theater. Uh, At that time, one of the largest theater screens in the the state. And of course, it had had an arcade and some snack bar areas. Anyway, I got in there and ran the skating rink. Uh, I was hired by Larry Curry good friend of mine still and um, that's how I got into that just want drifting slowly to that world finally getting hired by someone
0: well if I would have known you back in the day I could have put in a good word for you for classic skating because <laughs> that's that's why I worked in the <laughs> 90s
2: nobody knew me I was like this guy that just came in and, and uh, I had no family here so I kind of felt inspired to move here I knew I had no connections where if I'd have gone to Sacramento I would have immediately been hired into that industry or an industry like it so it took me a little longer to figure things out but I don't regret it it was a great we love living here I have five kids two of them were born here three were born in Italy so it's been a good little ride I've traveled the world I've done so many neat things that I, I don't regret my decisions but uh yeah, that was when I when I got hired. I was real excited. I got to run the skating rink, and it was doing badly, and so I knew I'd make it better. Just just being there. And one of the first things I did was start a hockey league, so it was kind of fun.
0: <laughs> and you still have basically that hockey league running today, even though Hollywood's gone, right?
2: Yeah, Hollywood closed in 2014. It didn't really close because of bad management or anything. I'll say that some people think, oh, it didn't make enough money, but it did make money. It closed because the company that owned it was a theater and they were downsizing and getting ready to sell. So Carmike Cinema sold to uh, AMC, one of the huge sale. Uh, I think it was a billion dollar sale, billion and a half dollar sale, whatever. But it uh, went uh, to AMC and became the largest theater industry. But they sold us because they wanted to, uh, it was paid for, so they wanted to, make the books look good. So $13 million looked better in cash than it did in our company. So that's what went on. They were selling all their theaters in Utah for whatever reason. So I was part of closing it too, which was sad.
0: So they didn't necessarily close because business was bad, right? Is that what you're kind of... No,
2: yeah, it actually had some increases. When I took over, probably around 2008, seven or eight, um, we increased sales about 40 30-40%. So we did really well with that. The theater went down some because Larry H. Miller built a Megaplex in the West Valley Mall there and so that hurt our theater sales, but we were still uh, doing well with the Hollywood side. Theater was holding its own, but yeah, it needed a remodel by the time we were there and the company had to decide what to do. Remodel it, be competitive, or sell. I think selling was an option for them, uh, sadly. But that's how that went down.
1: So did you work exclusively just on the, in the rink?
2: No, I, I started there. And uh, I, I quickly moved up. I teamed up with my uh, manager, a complex manager, Larry Curry, and became the assistant manager within a year or two. And so I was managing the rink, doing assistant managing for him, handling some marketing, just, just being his second man. And then when he left in 2000, I want to say around 2007 or 8, um, I, I became the manager there. And um, right away, we knew it was up for sale. So I was managing a business I knew it was for sale, but it took years for it to sell. And so I just did the best I could with it and made it better, tried to make it more profitable and, and run it better as best as I could. And, uh, and I think we did some good things to make it good in those years.
1: So you said that you were seeking out something in entertainment. That's what you were interested in. What, I mean, for me, it sounds like a dream to go to work in a place like that, but <laughs> what is, is it all it's cracked up to be? What was the experience like?
2: Totally fun. Uh, one, you're dealing with a lot of young kids. When so you go into entertainment, you run these facilities, whether it's classic skating or you're running, you know, bowling and alley, you, they, they all have their own unique, features but you're dealing with kids you're dealing with young people that uh that you can uh, mold and scope and uh i had uh, 27 managers and uh, seven uh department managers and the theater you know had its group so we had this this organization that that i was you know in charge of making it run and so we held our meetings we had our concepts that we would share and uh, it was really a lot of fun to work with young people to be in a fun environment. Everywhere you go, it's a party. Every day was a party. Every day was a was an exciting thing going on. And it was fun to be in that environment. Uh, there's some stress to it, but it's not, it's not it's like working at a desk. You know, you're out mingling with the crowd, you're taking care of problems. There's security you have to deal with. We had security cameras, police officers. It was a we ran that thing classy. We had wasn't just me running around being being the cop we had west valley people there we were really trying to write and uh take care of the patrons and also be professional we all wore ties and uh, we looked we looked good tried to make it look good there
0: so what were some of the most popular activities to do at hollywood connection or what was what was the big attraction to go there outside the movie theater
2: well, in the early days, the the theater was big. The Theater made the most money. Theaters make good money. They they just it must be the popcorn. They sell a lot of it. I know, but there's a kickback you get from doing the movie after so long. The way movies work is they they keep most of the the door revenue that you pay for the movie till after a few weeks, and then you get a percentage of that if the movie carries on. So the movie can be industry can be very lucrative. Um, that the Hollywood side is a little bit more difficult because um, you you require more people to run it. You think about a movie theater. You can put thousand people in there, and you have seven to fifteen employees. You know, someone in the booth doing movies. It's all done. Uh, in those days, it was done by film, but now it's done even you know done by uh, it's all all automated. You it's a disc you put in there or a or a drive you show a movie on now. But or Amazon days, Prime. Yeah, it's 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 gotten, <laughs> it's gotten easier, even better now. But in those days, we did have you know. Uh, a booth presence, and then you had you sold your popcorn, and they sat there and watched a movie for two hours, and they all come out. So it can be very lucrative. Hollywood required a lot of work. It required uh, people in each department. Someone had to run the rides. You had uh, we had a restaurant, and um, and so all those things we had to staff. So we spent a lot more money on labor on the Hollywood side, and so I think that's one of the reasons why they wanted to sell it. it really, wasn't their gig. They ran movie theaters, Carmike Cinema. Uh, and they had this side thing where they did these fun centers. And I think they realized that they were a little more involved than, than just putting people in a, in a room and showing a movie. But it was a fun complex to run. You had the movies, you had the skating rink. And my favorite area nationally was skating. I love skating, so it was my favorite area. But in the Hollywood side, the most lucrative area was, believe it or not, the video games. <laughs> we made more money people playing video games. And we had these point cards we'd give out. And you could, you could buy them or you get them with a package or however you wanted to market it. So it was a lot of fun. People out there going crazy, uh, playing video games. And and the redemption games were the biggest ones where you get little prizes. So we had a pretty good redemption uh, area and just had fun with that.
0: Did you, I think you mentioned the other day to me, is there a Hollywood connection still open outside of Utah?
2: Yeah, there is. Uh, Carmite Cinema. The home opposites is Georgia, it's Columbus, Georgia, and it's almost identical. If you were to if you were to walk in there, you'd go, like, this looks like Hollywood Connection. It's almost identical. Ours was a little bit bigger theater. And I think uh, there were some areas a little bit nicer, I thought, in our in our facility, because it was newer. But they kept that facility because it's part of the home office for Carmike Cinema. So where their home office building was, they had that facility. So they didn't sell it. It was only only fun center that amc owns is i think that one as far as i know and uh but they closed all the other ones they, they had seven or eight at one time and they dwindled down to just two and then uh, mine was the last to go before they sold the sold the company
0: so if we want to walk down memory lane we need to go to georgia and you
2: go to georgia i sent a lot of the stuff we had over there so they they got some pretty cool stuff from hollywood I think they sold the rides. I don't know who bought our rides, but I know they were sold um, on the market. And so the video games were too. I don't think they shipped them back. I'm not sure exactly, but I think things were pretty much sold. They liquidated as much as they could.
1: I've watched a couple videos of people going through there and it does look quite similar to what Hollywood Connection was here.
2: Yeah, very true. And uh, some of the murals that were done were done by one of the sons' owners, Came out and did those did those murals, so uh, some unique family stuff going on there with the corporate office, and uh, they were good to work for. I, I never had a problem working with the corporate. Uh, Carmike was a good company. Uh, they they had they were almost going bankrupt when I was hired, and then a new CEO came in there, and he, we went from a dollar fifty stock to thirty seven dollar stock. I think they sold the company around twenty six twenty eight, and. Uh, and it's now all a part of AMC. But yeah, those two facilities are are identical. I've been in both. Um, yeah.
1: Do you have any crazy stories of when you worked there that you'd be willing to share with us? Boy, <laughs> lots of funny, <laughs> crazy
2: things. Well, I'll, I'll tell you so I don't know how appropriate it is, but I'll just have some fun.
1: Do it anyway. Uh,
2: go, uh, yeah, we we had we had security, and every once in a while, you're in West Valley. I love West Valley, and I don't want to diss on West Valley. It's, I think Westside is a great community and, and always gets underscored. People there are wonderful. We had a lot of people. We had some witnesses. And so one night we had this guy that was naked in the parking lot. So I sent the sent the officers like, dude, this is a guy out there walking around naked. I mean, he's butt naked. We gotta take care of that. Can't have him out there. This is a family fun center. <laughs> so we, we, sent, we sent him out there and, uh, and uh, he starts running. And so they had this taser gun. He's running along, you know, and they shoot him and just to see him freeze and fall, butt naked over the over the thing, it's <laughs> shocking. And, shock and that, that was a sight, let me tell you, that was uh, memorable to uh, see all that go down. We had some situations, there's always something going on. Uh, kids wanted to fight outside and we handled it very well. We'd always go out and take care of those security issues pretty quickly, cameras. So we were always watching people on cameras, what they're doing. We saw some weird things there. there might be a couple making out in the parking lot somewhere. And then we pull up and say, hey, you know, you you guys got to move on. Whatever you're doing here, you can't do it. But so, so there's always those little things with security, which I was in charge of as well. So they would notify me with, you know, we had our little phones and our little, uh, uh, little, uh, um, we had these little phones we carried around and they would, notify me we had issues and we definitely take care of those inside the facility i think the funnest times we had uh we had these pretty fun jam nights we'd always go i just put on my skates we out and skate a lot just have those fun things we do some fun parties new year's eve parties where they go all night long the high schools would come and, and do their party and then we would they would do we had a game where we did 50 on 50 in the skating rink dodgeball if you can imagine 50 that's 100 people in a skating rink all throwing dodgeball at each other at ends. What a game that was. We had the scoreboard. We were taking, <laughs> taking scores. People were getting hit in the face. It was just crazy. And so, but we do those type of things for for the all-nighters. And of course, we calm them down by putting them in the theater to see a movie. So it was a pretty good event. We had some pretty unique and fun things we did. Almost so many fun things that I can't recall them all. And I can't tell them all to you in this segment but, uh, those were just a couple things we did fun. Of course, we played hockey, you know, two or three nights a week. And those are always fun for me. Um, we had some fun employee parties where they just just went went across and did all the games. And we played football in the facility. And we did a lot of fun things. But tried to keep it appropriate, the idea of running a facility. I was pretty professional. I liked, I liked having fun, but I didn't want it to be crazy. So I was really hard on drugs. I was really hard on uh, um sexual harassment and uh, i was really hard on uh, when you don't show up to work you know just if you can't show up you got to move on so we were teaching kids to to be good people and uh, that probably what i pride myself most on is our concepts and teaching people uh to be good workers and good employees and good people and i have a concept for that i call peaks
0: very cool so did the kids that work there get to go to the movies for free and skate for free and all that stuff
2: because oh, yeah. we didn't an
0: incentive for working there
2: yeah they, they could bring their families for free too so we had we were pretty lenient with what they could do they had some restrictions we didn't let them play redemption games as you know there were prizes given out and they really could have took advantage of that so we we prohibited that but everything else they could do they could ride rides and a great discounts if they did a birthday party and so we try to take care of the employees. We didn't pay them much in those days, twenty-five dollars or $7.50 an hour. It's pretty pathetic. But um, that's what it was. And uh, we just did the best we could with them. Uh, the PEAKS concept that I shared with them, I, I share with every employee that I, when I manage and the PEAKS is this, I had this, I had this epiphany once that success isn't always about money, fame, fortune, status, what car you drive, what home you have, we get we get that mixed up in this world and we start thinking that that those things are what makes us successful those are just rewards and uh, and i had a little bit of success i i know what it's like to play in front of five ten thousand people and and to be you know celebrated a little bit on on film and you know in those days it wasn't like today's social media but you know we had our little our little community where we were popular and all that But I came up with this concept called PEAKS, and I would share it with the employees. And PEAKS stands for, when you spell it, it's P-E-A-K-S-S. It stands for passion, effort, attitude, knowledge, uh, uh, skills, and service. And so if you love what you do, you're passionate about it. You have to have passion in life. You have to have love for what you do, or don't do it you know, go do something you like to do. And if it's temporary, still show a little passion. It's gonna carry you to the next level. So love what you do, put some effort in it, show up to work, care about what you're doing. You're running a ride, watch the kids, they can fall off and hurt themselves. If you're running the skating rink, get out there and make sure the guys aren't hurting somebody, you know? Put some effort in your job. Don't just stand there and play music, but be aware. And then if you are, if you have a good attitude, and this is what I always say kills you, it's the middle finger, right? It's attitude, it's integrity, it's whether or not you uh, um, have goals and values, it's whether or not you have, uh, um, if you're doing the right things in life. If you're doing drugs and alcohol, that's probably not a good attitude, right? And so attitude is the ones that kill you and attitude is everything, we used to say. Uh, oftentimes I would always tell them, passion, effort, attitude, and that middle finger is gonna get you, so be careful. They'll, and they all affect each other. And after you get those three down, you're pretty much successful. You're a successful human being, I think. De- depending, not even, there's no money there. You're not famous. You're, you're successful though in what you do. You're doing good things for good people and you're a good person for those three things. And then you get knowledge. And then you become, then you develop skills. And then six, you start serving people. When you have all those three at high levels, I believe you're a successful individual. Unlike the world where they think you're successful because you drive a, you know, Ferrari, or you walk around in a, in a $1,000 suit. Not necessarily. I would hope that my daughter wouldn't marry someone like Tiger Woods. He's a great golfer, but not so sure about those morals. And so I hope some of those kids that worked there learned that and are successful. It's always good to hear they're doing well. I hear oftentimes my manager's doing well and, uh, some of the kids I bump into are progressing. It's great. Maybe I had a part in that, maybe not. But those are things we taught in our meetings that I felt were a big deal.
0: That's great. Um, I do know a few of the employees that you had, um, and all of them talk very highly of you. So that's a good thing when you when you like your boss and you like the the job that you have, even though you're just a maybe a teenager, right? One more, I guess, one more question I have for you is that Nescast um, was a company who bought the building, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mortgage servicing company. Have you had the opportunity or were they even allow people to go in and see what the building looks like now? Or
2: Yeah, they they are such a great group of people. They, they were wonderful to work with. It's sad to sell a building. I actually closed two buildings. I closed Hollywood then I went out and closed the the theater in uh in south jordan the Carmike theater their smaller operation closed it too sad to do all that but this company that bought uh hollywood they were good people uh sps is that what they're called sps pre services
0: yeah sps servicing or something like that they were
2: great they were respectful we were trying to you know keep the business up they weren't you know advertising they were really respectful to in that process and it took about a year to sell it and go through the process so we were trying to keep it under wraps so people wouldn't be like not going to us anymore, right, knowing we were selling, but they were great. And when we sold it, they actually uh, remodeled it. They kept me updated on what they were doing. They actually brought in a uh, a uh, person. I actually invited us, some of the managers, to go and see the how they remodeled it and walked us through and treated us really nice. So I got to see it when it was finished before they opened it and uh, walked in a few times while they were remodeling it. So they were they're really cool about it.
0: Yeah, I believe some of the, I know a few of the employees that work at SPS as well, and I, the rumor is that they were trying to convince them to keep one of the movie theaters yeah, open true. so they could watch movies. But,
2: so true, they were going to use, they, they had one, and we had this one big room, and I remember talking with them about it, and I said, yeah, this would be a great assembly room, and you could do movies on it, we could remodel a little bit, it'd be awesome, but I don't think they did that. At the end of the day, they, I think they did something
1: else. One of my good friends, he worked in the movie theater side. And one of the best days we had was, you brought up a little bit earlier, Nate, of if the employees got the advantage. I was able to get the advantage one day and we spent the whole day, we saw movies, we (laughs) did all the activities. Like it was a, a whole summer day, just playing at Hollywood Connection. And that's just, I had so many good memories there. And that was a fun day to just how carefree things used to be and how fun it was just to go there and enjoy it. So thanks to you, Jim, for creating that kind of environment there so that um, it was a place that I could go growing up and really enjoy and have so many fond memories for. It's
2: a pleasure doing it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: Well, thanks Jim for taking time out of your busy schedule to to chat with us. Um, We'll have to have you back on, I think, to talk about the, the roller hockey league. get the word out on that yeah Yeah, you're not done
2: good yeah you guys can you guys can call me anytime happy to help Um, you out
1: I think the one question we didn't ask Jim was how do we get something like this back they still have the footprint in Georgia just bring it on back over to Utah
0: that's a a good question and maybe I mean um, he kind of mentioned it or I think I asked him as well that Hollywood Connection didn't close its door because it was in financial troubles. It wasn't gang violence. It was gang violence. It wasn't gang violence. Oh, that was that was the fun dome. Right. So I wonder if the the numbers would pencil in if, like you said, brought something like that back to to Utah. like I said, there's a lot of fun centers. And one we haven't even mentioned is Fat Cats. Has turned. Uh, they kind of done the same concept out in Saratoga Springs with the movie theater mm-hmm. next to the, the fun center. But we're also again missing, the skating rink. So, could is, we is that the Park?
1: is that the key? Do you think?
0: You have King to have the skating rink
1: to to be able to get to that level.
0: To our level, to, yes. yeah, to our
1: level, to our standard.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think classic skating is still the only fun center around that has the the roller skating rink. So, I just wonder if, like you said, if you took Hollywood Connection and rebuilt it through the numbers pencil enough to to be profitable in today's times. <laughs> Question that I don't have enough money
1: to find the answer to, unfortunately. We'll have a couple fundraisers. A fundraiser?
0: A fundraiser. We'll make it happen.
1: Something I thought of as you were talking about, the movie theater. You see a lot of movies. I do. Or why haven't you started a
0: movie podcast? Why haven't I started one? Yeah. That's a good question. My my little brother actually used to have one. Really? Uh Uh-huh and he and his friends um were contributors contributors to ksl Did a few articles for them they still do i think as well but i believe they used to have a podcast i wonder what happened to that maybe i could ask them to, to revive it and they're a little bit more knowledgeable when it comes to movies as i was gonna say i mean you, you don't seem like the type process. of guy
1: that'd be like a critic
0: like you, I'm not you, your average Joe. I'd be your average yeah. Joe. would like, yeah, you should see it.
1: You still give your your feedback on the movie, but it's not to the level of, oh, the cinematography was just not quite what I was looking for with yeah, the kind should. of budget
0: they had. Totally should. So I think it would be the rating scale would be I would do, is it worth the nighttime price, the matinee Ooh. price, or wait for streaming? Or don't bother at all. I like that. My question to you is, Spider-Man movie, the new one, worth the night price, matinee, wait for streaming,
1: or don't bother? I think it's worth the night price at least three times.
0: Okay. I thought it was good. I just, I'm not as, what's the word? excited as other people were about the spider-man movie people were freaking out over it and i thought it was good and i definitely think it's worth admission you know even the night price to go and see but not three times i wouldn't see it three times i'm not going to see it three times i just would if i had the time because i will i am going to go back and see it again because i got to take my son to go see it um so i will have to see it again but we've been rewatching the other Spider-Man movies so that he understands what's going on in this one. And I'm not thinking this newest one is the best one ever. Change my mind.
1: <laughs> well, let me talk to you about the cinematography.
0: Yes. And the acting.
1: Well, I, I like your I like your rating scale. I think it's good. I think if I had more time, I'd say let's start a podcast, but I think one for now is good enough. Fair enough. Maybe that's something we can visit a later time.
0: Yeah. Well, it would be nice to have a podcast that we have a little more broad audience than just pinpointing Utah.
1: Have you seen our Maybe. numbers? We get listens from everywhere, man.
0: Because they, they come to see us. I'm saying if we could have a topic that everybody wants to hear – People aren't going to know what Hollywood Connection is that in New Zealand. In Georgia, they will, though. In Georgia, they will.
1: We're going to have to do a marketing campaign for that section of Georgia. They're going to be jumping all over it. And they're going to be like, what, it closed? <laughs> I think our listener in Turkey is really going to love this episode. It's really going to hit home for them. Whether you come here for the Utah content that we put out or you come to hear us talk, we appreciate it. And keep the recommendations coming because we've got a couple. So we've got a couple on our list that we need to fulfill requests that have been made. But give us your ideas. What, Which place are you so nostalgic for? You want to hear us talk about it.
0: And I know we've mentioned this multiple times before over the last year, but I really do feel like it's time, Brandon, that – Fat Jesus needs to go away. Oh, I need, I need to, I need to cut my hair.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: So, haircut. Let me know. Let me know what's in style now. I haven't cut my hair for so long. I don't even know like what I'm supposed to do.
1: Whatever you do, at this point do. will be a, a success. You, i don't know man last look time horrible. i grew my
0: hair last time I, grew, I told you this story before last time i grew my hair out and i cut it it was not a success success unless you think um zach morris from saved by the bell <laughs> it's a good haircut <laughs> that was my favorite day though i only had it for like two days but people were like oh you cut your hair oh cool <laughs> <laughs> i just I didn't know what to say <laughs> well it was funny um I probably shared a story like three times before, but I went to like um, fantastic Sam's like two days after I got my haircut. And I sat down the lady's like, When was the last time you had a haircut? I'm like, two days ago. And she kind of looks at me like, okay, this is weird. Like, do you get your haircut like every three times a week? And then I pointed in my head and says, I did not ask for this. She goes, okay, good. <laughs> like, she was even like, okay, like, why are you trimming up this haircut that's awful? But I said, I need to fix this. And she goes, oh, okay, yeah, we can do that. So
1: we need to find a haircut, it.
0: a good haircut. Got to get a haircut. I just need a style. I need to know the style. I'm sure we can find a good haircut. I just need to know, what do I do with my hair? I think you it's got to be I'm a bowl still cut, trying man. to figure out. I'm still trying to figure out what to do with my hands, but... We're never gonna know what to do with our hands. I don't know what to do with my hands, but you can work on the hair in the meantime. You think good bowl bull, bull cut? A bowl cut, yeah. Like uh, Harry, or the pumpkin pie haircutted freak.
1: <laughs> Thank you for listening to this is a place podcast. See you next week.